0: guys welcome back to another episode of study break my name is melody and today i'm here with calypso again
1: (laughs) hi guys my name is calypso i'm from charlotte north carolina and i'm melody's study abroad from china friend yeah we
0: recorded two episodes together last time because we talked for so long Um, But if you want to go check it out, it's the Haunted Hotel Room episode, and I believe it's like Getting Sick While Abroad, Relationship Advice and Homeschooling. That title is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But today we're actually here to talk more about getting over a relationship, specifically how to cope like while or after a breakup um calypso here if you remember from the last podcast episode we were talking about your cute relationship stories
1: that's my perfect relationship
0: (laughs) today very unfortunately you know that relationship is over um but we're gonna talk more about that what exactly happened that led to this breakup
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, even like I just said, it kind of sounded sarcastic, but everything in our relationship was just fine and perfect as always. And we never fought or anything. It was, I don't know, like a dream relationship. And we were together for two years and everything was fine. But then it slowly kind of just like I don't know, you know, like it was December when we broke up and so the whole thing with like seasonal depression, being more sad and then just us kind of not really knowing what we wanna do in our lives. And I mean, it wasn't a mutual breakup. He broke up with me, but it was kind of because of like, he was like, I don't really know what I want. And then he was like, oh, I'm just not as happy
0: yeah. Was it really sudden? Like, did you not get any hints beforehand? Like, it was just that minute?
1: Yeah, no, it was really, really sudden. And I mean, neither of us really expected it. He wasn't even, like, really sure that he wanted to break up, but it just ended up that way. But yeah, no signs or anything, really, which is why it was so weird, because it's like, why are we breaking up? If cause It was just weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, did you guys break up via text or in person?
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> if we were together for two years and we broke up over text.
0: <laughs> I know. That's that why I was a like.
1: different story. <laughs> uh, yeah, we broke up in person. And, I mean, it wasn't mutual, but just, like, the type of bond that we had as people, we were, like, we were breaking up and we were crying and stuff. But, like, even then, we were still just making jokes and, like, laughing with each other. So yeah, it was in person.
0: Yeah. Was it, do you think it was especially hard because like you saw him like right in front of you saying all of this stuff?
1: Yeah, it was, it was very hard. It was, it's kind of like, well, after we broke up, uh, I went on a lot of like articles and stuff and like every psychologist out there will be like, going through a breakup is the same like as grieving the pain as going through a withdrawal from a drug because oh, wow. because that feeling you have of like that love that you're always getting and then it just stops like that was the hardest part for me like like when we were breaking up it was like okay yeah we're breaking up but then the next day it really hit me because I was like oh I can't talk to him anymore I can't see him I can't do anything like everything was fine one day and the next it's just an instant cut off like 100 percent goodbye and that's it was really weird and shocking
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really crazy as i was preparing for this episode i did look up like some some articles and things like that um and it did compare a breakup to grieving uh death and th- this is a really dumb comparison But, um, I mean, it's not dumb, but in December also, um, actually the end of November on the 30th, um, my bird died super randomly. Yeah, I know. I I cried for like eight hours, which, okay. I'm really sorry for just bringing this up randomly, (laughs) but like, dude, I was crying over a bird for eight hours. (laughs) I Like, I
1: can't even imagine what you went through. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was insane. I also cried many, many hours. Um, I have most previously worked at American Eagle. And when we broke up, I was still working there. And my managers, I love Michelle. (laughs) She was very... Very understanding. So we broke up on a Monday, and then the next three days, I had full nine hour shifts. But we just broke up. My boyfriend and I have two years. I was a mess. I went into work and I cried the entire time I was at work. So they just stuck me in the back and they're like, You can just fold these clothes. And then all three days, they let me go home early because I was just a mess.
0: (laughs) Damn. Yeah. It probably was, like, super hard. And I remember seeing your spam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, now that
1: I know that you saw all of that.
0: (laughs) I know, yeah. Um, I remember seeing the fact that I think you said, was it your ex's grandmother, right? Like, she walked into the store one day.
1: Yeah, she came in to see me at work um, not even a week after we broke up. And no, it probably was like a week because I was starting to feel like, not like just crying my eyes out every minute, but she walked into the store and one of my coworkers on the mic was like, Hey, Calypso, someone's here to see you. And I was like, Oh, like, who's here to see me. And I see her walk in and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then my heart just like stops. And she's like, "Calypso, give me a big hug. And then she's like, Oh, I miss you so much. Please come over. Like. We all miss you and we're so sad and I know that he still loves you and then I'm just standing in the middle of this busy store and I'm just crying with this old lady hugging me and I'm like, "Okay, grandma." <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, so like how exactly
0: did you feel? Like obviously sad, but did you feel like angry in
1: a sense because it was so random? I know. <laughs> I only felt so, 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 so sad. And I, I wanted so much to be angry because first of all, there are different steps in like grieving. And I didn't want to just be stuck on sad. Like I kept telling myself, like, it's over. Like, it's fine. My life is fine. I don't need this. And I, I understood all these things. Like I'm only 17. I, I'm not going to be with him forever. we, statistically speaking, weren't going to get married. And like, this will probably happen again. And so I was like, I know all these facts. So why am I just crying day in, day out? Um, and I, I wanted to be angry, like I said, but our relationship, because it was so perfect and because nothing really happened, I couldn't pinpoint things. Like I couldn't be like, oh, he cheated on me. So I hate him. Or like, he was a horrible boyfriend throughout the relationship. So I hate him. So I was just, just really, really sad and unable to hate him. Mm -hmm. Did you
0: feel, like, guilty in any sort of way for, like, not noticing whatever he was going through?
1: No, I didn't feel guilty about anything. I was just, I mean, honestly, I feel the way, like, the reason we broke up was really just, it was a dumb reason, and so the whole time I was like, this is dumb, and we're just gonna get back together because, On top of me being so sad, like everyone I knew was like, oh, you guys are going to get back together or like, oh, my friend, and her husband, they, they broke up after two years and they got back together a year later. And all these stories people would tell me about like two people breaking up and then getting back together after X amount of time and then living a happy life. And so I was really sad and also just really, really hopeful And I held on to that hope of getting back together for so long. And I was like, "I like one day I was just like, I don't want to just be like waiting for him because it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I know you mentioned this earlier. Everyday tasks must be so much more difficult, right? And it's just, it's not only relationship problems, but it's also like, everyday living in general, the things you have to do, you know, you have a job, you have school, just balancing everything alongside of this breakup must be super tough. So how exactly did you do all of these things? Or did you not do everyday tasks like showering? Or- <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so while well, showering, I continue to do because... <laughs> Uh i i hate that feeling when your hair is like super itchy and stuff oh yeah yeah (laughs) um and also i just like i don't know this is weird but like whenever i'm sad sometimes i'll take a shower to cry in the shower (laughs) and i'm like yes "Yes." (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i kind of especially because we were together for so long it was like, I literally, I just wanted to die. <laughs> I was so sad and I thought there was no point to anything. And just doing everything seemed so pointless. Like, like going to work, also I worked right across from him. So going to work was also just adding insult to injury because I'd i stand at the front of my store and I'd look over and I'd be like, oh, there's my ex. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also because we were together for so long, um, thinking like every single thing in my life for the past two years just involved him. Like if I was going to the grocery store, we would go together. If I was going to my mom's house, we were there together, like going to Target, like every single thing I just did with him. So then once we broke up, like, even just going to the Target by my house just made me so sad, because I was thinking of every single time we were there together and every memory anywhere. And so it was really hard to do anything for a while, because I didn't want to go out and do stuff, because it reminded me of him. And I didn't want to be around people, because I was just a buzzkill. But I also didn't want to be alone, because I was like, oh, I hate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, like,
0: really conflicting. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure a lot of your friends, I mean, including myself, when I first saw you post about it, I was like, oh, crap, you know? Like, I I was not expecting that. And so, yeah. of course, I immediately text, like, hey, like, if you ever need to talk or anything, just, like, text me. But I know, at least for me, even though I've never gone through a breakup, Um, just like in general, whenever I'm feeling down and someone texts me that, I usually have like very mixed emotions of like, please leave me alone, or thank you, I appreciate it. So how did you respond to those messages from your friends?
1: Yeah, so it was, I also got messages because like I've said, our relationship was perfect. um, And that's how everyone saw us. So when I first posted the very first thing on my, my uh, private story, I got a lot of people who swiped up and were like, you're lying. And I was like, I was just in such a bad mood because it was the night we broke up and they were all like, this isn't a funny joke. Like you guys, <laughs> you guys are still together. I don't know. Like what, what's wrong with you? And then I was just like lashing out at them. I was like, I don't know what your problem is. Why you think I would lie about this? <laughs> um but after you know i got past the things that were like oh you're lying stop lying <laughs> uh it was i was really touched that people like were actually paying attention if that makes sense but it's also at the same time like there were so many people who reached out to me and were like i'm always here if you need me but it's also like we haven't talked in 5 years like I don't know. It's, it's a really mixed thing because obviously if I see someone going through a hard time, even if we haven't talked in so long, I'm going to text them and be like, I'm always here for you because I want them to know that. But then when I was in that position where people were doing that to me, I was like, oh, you don't care. Cause we haven't talked in so long. So then it's like that double standard. I'm like, wow. Yeah.
0: You're like, how exactly should I even feel?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, you did feel a little bit guilty just for the way you responded, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like after that experience, we're just going to go a little bit ahead of ourselves right now. But as you said, you told, I guess, like a lot of people just know that you and your ex's relationship was so perfect and just really beautiful and you guys like were quote unquote meant to be together and stuff like that right yeah (laughs) so after that do you think you're more scared to share information about your future relationships
1: no not really because I mean yeah we weren't meant to be together but I mean that's it's not like it was just like oh, I knew him for one week and I'm like, oh, we're meant to be together. Like we were friends. I took the time to get to know him. We were together. We were in love. Like it really did. Like it was just different than anything else because I mean, I've dated plenty of people. I know what it's like to like someone versus being in love. And it was amazing. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm 17 in my mind. We were meant to be together. So I mean, I'm never going to, like, hide my relationship, but I'm not really, like, scared to say anything about it just because this one didn't work out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's a really good mindset, yeah, because I know a lot of people, they
0: usually become more afraid to just talk to people about their relationship and even just, like, open up about the little things um, to the public, I guess. Um, So, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, But going back to the time of the breakup, Um, how long exactly did it take for you to move on?
1: Hmm. Yeah, this is a very um, conflicting answer. (laughs) So we broke up in December, which was about like, it was like three or four months ago now.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I am over him. But I don't know, it's weird. (laughs) Like, so first of all, for anyone listening, I don't want you to think that you have to get over someone super fast. Like that is not anything you have to do. I had so many people tell me literally like a week after we broke up, they're like, why are you being such a baby? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, we were together for two years. I'm allowed to be sad, okay? And no matter how long you are with someone no one was in your shoes. They don't know how you felt about it. Do not ever let someone invalidate you or your feelings about something. So like, I know like my ex before we were in a relationship, he was in a relationship with someone else for three years. And then he didn't date anyone for nine months until he met me. And then, I mean, that's a, that's a long time, nine months, but that's usually like appropriate for something that long. And if you read articles from psychologists and stuff, statistically speaking, they say it takes over a year for people to get over relationships that were longer than a year. So yeah, I don't want anyone to ever invalidate themselves because so many people told me that I should get over it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, I get really annoyed at people who are just like, you're so dramatic. And It's just really annoying because, like, okay, it might be long for you, but you really don't know what I'm going through, you know? And, like, it really sucks that people can't really place themselves in your shoes. Um, But, yeah, honestly, and if you are one of those people who tell others to just quickly get over it, like, please reconsider that. Like, you got to think from other people's perspectives.
1: Yeah. But, um... I, we have been broken up for like three or four months. And what I did, going back to me being like, oh, going literally like to Target made me so sad. What I actually did is uh, I went across the country for a whole month. (laughs) I went to Idaho to visit my friend. Um, I left basically like two weeks after we broke up. And I stayed for an entire month because I was like, I just need to get away from Charlotte. because. Everything in my house, everything around the city just reminded me of him and our relationship. And so I think that really, really helped because while I was there, I, that was like a really fast-tracked thing to help me get over it. I feel like if I had stayed in Charlotte, I don't think I would be over him, but I'm over him now. And it took, I mean, I was over him after that month, but then when I came back, like, I would text him because I mean like we're still kind of friends in a weird way I don't know (laughs) but I would like text him and then my heart would be like oh my gosh maybe we're gonna get back together it's been a couple months but I would say like those these past three full months is what it really took to get over him Mm -hmm. and I mean that being said he's the first person I've ever been in love with I'm never gonna be over him but I'm over him like he'll always be my first love but it's I'm not in love with the man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's like a really clear difference too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll always love him and hold him dear in my heart, but I don't love him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got you there. How did you know that everything was going to be okay? Because I know, especially in the beginning, it was a very dark and scary, lonely time. So, I guess, how did you even recognize that you were going to get out of this phase?
1: Yeah, uh, I just, I'm a very level-headed person. Everyone knows me as, like, I can be, like, really eccentric and stuff, but in the end of the day, I'm very, like, common sense, like, logistical person, and I just kept reminding myself that, like, first of all, I'm young. (laughs) I don't, like, I'm not gonna find someone right this second, and I don't need to. Like, it's not the end of the world that we broke up because there's gonna be someone else for me. And, like, just to show that, like, my parents got married at 21, had me, and then they got divorced five years later, and now they're both happily married with separate families from my like biological family and they're happy and just all these different people who has like they literally got married to someone because they were so in love and they got divorced and now they have happy happy lives like there's just more to life than one person so yeah yeah so that was your mindset going through it yeah like I applied to a college, so I'm, I'm moving to New York. Like, why should I be sad over one person when I'm going to New York City?
0: <laughs> yes, living that Big Apple life.
1: <laughs> yeah, there will be so many people over there. <laughs> and also, I have to keep reminding myself that um, not to be like, well, okay, there's the whole thing. It's like, oh, I don't need a man. It's like, I don't, but I don't want to be like. I don't want people to hate on people for wanting a boyfriend, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like it when people are like, oh, you don't need a man. Like, no, people don't need a man. But if they want one, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're
0: so right, though. I never really thought about that. I think we briefly touched on this in the last episode. I don't know. When you said that, it just sounded really familiar. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're so right. and. I feel like there is this shame that goes around, especially girls who are like, I kind of want a boyfriend right now. Cause they're like, oh, so you're
1: desperate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to be single. I don't want a boyfriend right now. Um, well, I'm literally about to contradict myself. So I'm happy <laughs> right now. I love myself and I love my life. And I'm not driven by the need for a boyfriend but it's just the fact that I want a boyfriend. And it's just, just purely because having that feeling of like being loved and stuff, like it's good. And objectively, everyone wants that feeling. So I don't need a man, but I want one.
0: Yeah. And no, exactly. Honestly, I can relate to, because I've never been in like a relationship ever. I had like this weird one, Anyways, I'm not going to get into that because that was (laughs) so weird. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's I, I really don't need a boyfriend. You know, I'm a really busy person, too, but it's just nice to always have someone to call and chat and do things together you know especially the fact that i'm an only child living in this sad house in quarantine Uh (laughs) like like, i'm like i just want to have one person i can really rely on and always be there for me yep yeah tough stuff um but if any listeners are also currently going through a breakup or trying to get over a breakup do you have any tips on how to cope and move on?
1: Yeah. So uh, I looked up, like I said, so many articles and stuff because I was like, I was like, close to, I want to fast track this. I don't want to be sad anymore. Um, and I know whenever something bad happens, like anyone dying or like your friend, like your friendship going away and stuff, it's sad and you don't want to be sad but I think it is important for a little bit to let yourself be sad. Like, like, it's really hard. Like if, if I had to go through that again, I wouldn't want to be sad and I'd be rejecting it, but it really is important for yourself to process emotions because if you don't, they're not just going to go away. They're going to sit there until you let yourself process them. And then after you process them, you'll be able to open up more to people around you and want to be around people, which is important, especially with a breakup, to to just distract yourself. Like, start a new hobby or dive deeper into a hobby you already have. Watch movies. Be with friends. Cook. I cooked a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you're going to culinary school, so... Yeah. <laughs> I better cook. <laughs> <laughs> better start practicing now or else Gordon Ramsay's going to come at you. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, definitely processing emotions that's so important. And mm-hmm. I don't think that only applies to a breakup either. Like you said, it's really versatile whether mm-hmm. it's like a friendship breakup, just being depressed about like your grades, your family life, anything. Um, just really acknowledging how you feel and finding ways to, in a sense, um, talk to yourself almost, yeah. have conversations with yourself. Yeah, it sounds weird, but in that moment, you, you'll you understand it because it's just like voices in your head. It's like your subconscious versus your conscious. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, let's move on to talking about being single and living that single life (laughs) um what is it like you know being in a relationship for so long and then suddenly being single again
1: well like objectively speaking if i look at someone i'm like your mind is either like oh you find them attractive or you don't and so when i was in the relationship objectively i was like oh objectively like this person is a good looking person or they weren't, but my mind wasn't ever like, Oh my gosh, they're so attractive. Like I like them or whatever. And so it was really weird for my brain to suddenly after two years of only seeing my boyfriend like that to seeing so many people like that, like I would be at work and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, there's a cute boy. Oh my gosh, another cute boy. And I was like, when did all these just cute boys come out of everywhere? And it's like, It's like, no, they've always been there, but your mind, you're, you were in a relationship before. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. (laughs) I started seeing a lot more cute boys and I was, I'm kind of like, what's it called? A lot of things go over my head. So when people flirt with me, I don't always pick up on it, but especially if I'm in a relationship and I don't focus on other people at all, I do not notice when people flirt with me and I now see so many people flirting with me always. (laughs) Um, So yeah, having more time to myself and not like making decisions based on another, like based on the outcome to not just myself, but the other person.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sounds really interesting because I never really thought that that would actually happen in a relationship. Like it's just like things you'd see in movies, you know, where people are like, really focus on one person that they don't notice anyone else. It's like you two are living in your own bubble.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how a relationship should be, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be ogling some other people if you're in a relationship. Whoever's listening. Don't be a, don't be one of those people. <laughs> you cheat. tell them. Yep. It's the ultimate horrible thing.
0: Yeah. Let's not do that. Stay loyal guys.
1: <laughs> Just break up with them. Like there's no reason to cheat. Like, no reason. Yeah, and it makes you a um, better person. You don't have to live with yourself. Then you can just live life. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Um, that said, don't go breaking up with people like twenty four seven though.
1: know. <laughs> just,
0: just be yeah, safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk about like the benefits of being single and like just feeling independent. In general, because I feel like not enough people appreciate that single life.
1: Oh, yeah. Like I said, it is good to have more time to myself again. And it's like, because I'm a very, I, I can be very, very independent, and I am an independent person. But there's always like one person in my life that I will be dependent on, like everywhere else, I'll be independent. But this one person I'll fixate on and just make them my whole life. Not like obsessively, but like, like I would always like wait for my boyfriend's texts and I'd always like wait to hang out with him and everything would lead up to like hanging out with him or something instead of just like it kind of being separate. It was just like fused with my life. And so it's nice to not always be like, oh, when is someone going to text me back? Like I'm just living my life doing whatever with more free time. And also now whatever decision I make, because, okay, so before I was just going to go to a college in Charlotte because we were going to move out together and we weren't like, I didn't want to like drag him up to New York or anywhere else that I was going to go to college. So I was just going to go to the college here And that was like a decision that I had to think of, not just me, but him also. But then once we broke up, obviously, as you know, now I'm going to college in New York and that wouldn't have been possible for, because I wasn't just thinking about me. And so it's nice to just be able to, like, obviously I still think of other people, but it's like, not really, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's my life now.
0: Yeah. You're more focused because before you, I think you essentially made decisions for the both of you
1: yeah because right? yeah. it was it was gonna be our life and not just my life or his life.
0: Oh wow wow well, that's deep <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in general too there's a lot of people who might feel I guess
1: ashamed of being single. I think it is understandable to not want to always be single because, we live in a society. <laughs> we live in a very toxic society, and lots of stuff can just, you know, be horrible in our society. <laughs> oh, I could speak on and on and on about this society. Oh, that yeah. we live in.
0: <laughs> That's like a 36-hour
1: podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but first of all, you should not care about what our society thinks. You don't have to you don't have to ever find someone like life. Isn't about finding someone biologically speaking, we are here to just like reproduce and like, you know, continue the human race, but that's not us. (laughs) You should just be out here living your best life. And if you personally think that your best life is just finding someone to be with, then it'll happen. Like, I think everything happens for a reason. And eventually, whatever's supposed to happen will happen. And, you know, you'll find your person someday. Yeah, be patient. (laughs) Yeah, just be patient. Because what if you're too in a rush to find someone and then you get in a horrible relationship? Like, that's worse than just being single (laughs) until you find the right person.
0: Yeah, you're so right. But I feel like in general, too, there's a lot of people who um, essentially think that living life always has to, like, follow the stereotypical, you go to college, and then you graduate, get a job, get married, have
1: kids, right? Oh, yes. Oh, Melody, I could talk (laughs) to you so much about this society and all this, all the social norms that I hate so much, and I I'd love to just break every single one of them. (laughs) Yes.
0: No, exactly. Like, I think this is one of the dumbest social norm there is. And obviously there's a lot, but it's like you're basically confined to this expectation that if you really think about it, who exactly is placing this pressure on you? You know, like, it's just you thinking about... Other people's like getting other people's acceptance, basically, and it's like you know if you wanna if you wanna be that fun aunt, who cares? Like just do that. <laughs> like
1: oh, yeah. you,
0: you really don't have to always be in a relationship with other people in order to be happy. And also, one thing I want to touch on is having a partner doesn't fix everything. Like, I know a lot of people, they think having a partner there with them, um, they won't be depressed anymore, or they won't have anxiety
1: anymore, which is not the case. Oh, yeah. It it definitely does help some things, but it's not going to fix anything at all. Like, for me personally... I'm a very self-conscious and just anxious person. And if anything, being in my perfect relationship with my, this person who I loved and thought was perfect, just made my anxiety even worse. Cause I was like, oh, like everyone loves, everyone's going to love this person. Like someone's going to take them from me and just stuff like that. It's like, obviously someone will always be there to make you happy. And it's nice to be in a relationship and rely on them. But you can only rely on that relationship so much. And you can't make it your only source of happiness. Like you need to have outside happiness and happiness with yourself too also.
0: Exactly. And like, I feel like being in a relationship also essentially creates new problems that you have to worry about. So like you said, maybe that, sense of insecurity with other people taking your mans or uh, feeling like you aren't being a good enough partner. All of these things are new problems that you now have to go through. Honestly, yeah, if you want to be in a relationship simply because, you know, you think it's a good time and you are both like attracted to each other physically and character wise, like go for it but if you really just want to be in a relationship because you think it's going to help you solve all of your problems then you might want to reconsider. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. And like also especially if you're facing like mental health issues, like I don't think that's ever something one single person or even a group of people can help you
1: solve cuz that's a problem. Plus that they're licensed <laughs> therapists, <laughs> doctors, yeah. and professionals can, but your significant other can probably help and try their best, or they could end up making it worse. But oh, yeah. either way, they're not the licensed professionals who can help you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, and like even if you do see a therapist it's not like they're the ones who are helping you feel better. They're the ones guiding you to making you feel better about yourself. Right. So essentially the only way you can get out of a situation is how you think and how you view life and stuff like that.
1: Wonderfully put one Wonder- wonderfully put.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> We're just like nodding poetry <laughs> nod. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that is it. Do you have anything you want to add? Maybe some final tips, final message?
1: Uh, It's not the end of the world. If you guys break up, no matter how long you're together or how little you're together, let yourself cope. Don't invalidate yourself and just know that life goes on.
0: Yes. All right. So, Calypso, where can the listeners connect with you?
1: Yeah, literally all of my social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, anywhere is all Calypso (laughs) Rebe.
0: Perfect. And also make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break podcast, as well as tuning into your favorite podcast app, Follow Study Break there and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you so much, Calypso, for coming on and sharing your story, sharing your knowledge. To the listeners, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.